0: Welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon.
1: And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace Together.
0: Yeah, welcome back to episode three of Grace Together this season, season five. Uh, like last week, we talked about how we're going to dive into the Book of Acts as it relates to the building of community and where, where true community and the, like the first real uh, communities were formed. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we kind of have a lot going on here this week yeah. and so um we are getting ready for a party
0: yeah we're getting ready to have a group of friends over for a wonderful evening of it uh- Wonderful Italian food created uh, from scratch by Neva and doing some, uh, wine pairings, uh, with the food, uh, kind of a blind tasting. Uh, we're gonna have an Italian, uh, wine and an uh, American wine, uh, side, kind of side by side, uh, with each, each course and to kind of compare and see, you know, what people's thoughts are on them. So.
1: Yeah, it's been really, a um, busy couple of weeks, but it's been really fun just to create the menu and the wine list and kind of, you know, come up with what we want it to look like and and how we want it to feel. And so we've been, I. <laughs> Feel a little bit like maybe I've gained a couple of pounds, um, we, because we've been doing food testing. Yeah. So food um, testing is always wonderful. Yeah, right. So we've <laughs> been, um, you know, we've been eating some um, Italian treats and tiramisu, and anyways. And then we're gonna do it all again this weekend. So I don't even know, but it has been fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're and we're hoping that the weather <laughs> is gonna be good. Right now, it's not looking great because we what we plan to do this all outside uh, um, under the, the the lights in the in the um, in the garden area because a lot of we're doing kind of a farm to table thing so a lot of what we're what pre- we're presenting um, in the meals comes directly from our farm and uh, just to be kind of out there in the middle of it but right now the weather is looking like it's going to storm all day so we might have to bring that inside but
1: Yeah, Yeah, so it's it's going to be fun. Um, but it has we've had a lot going on in relationship to hospitality, and um, we'll share some of that with you in the coming weeks for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Neva, what are we going to dive into today?
1: Yes. So we are going to um, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. So last week we talked about Jesus telling his disciples that um, when he was gone, that the Helper would come to them, Mm -hmm. um. And today we're just going to talk about who the helper is and, you know, kind of dig into it a little bit. The Holy Spirit, you know, if you've been in the church world, the Holy Spirit can be a kind of controversial subject. And we just wanted to talk about it um, in relationship to what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit and kind of take some of the controversy out of it, if possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of churches uh, will kind of shy away from talking about the Holy Spirit. I think uh, more because they're, you know, afraid of what you know people are going to think. But the Bible's pretty clear uh, on on who the Holy Spirit is, and you know that He's been there from the beginning and He's with us now. So,
1: so I grew up going to church and I learned about the Trinity—the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit—but um, You know, just in in the church that I was raised in, I think the talk about the Holy Spirit was kind of vague. It was, I feel like, a sense of maybe a mystical, um, you know, aspect of the Godhead, um, but not really something that was, the Holy Spirit wasn't really talked about a lot or brought up specifically like Jesus is or like God is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Part of my family was Pentecostal, and um, you know, I think that the first time I went to church with one of my cousins, it was just really weird to me, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not going back there," because yeah. it, <laughs> right. you know, it was it felt really out there. Yeah. Um. So, Demon, what about you? Did you have any experience or perspective on the Holy Spirit when you were growing up?
0: Uh, you know, no, not really. Um, I mean, I grew up as a non practicing Episcopalian and you know the pretty much the only time I ever you know heard about the Holy Spirit it wasn't the Holy Spirit it was the Holy Ghost I was you know the, the the typical father son holy Holy ghost you know kind of thing so it, it was really just uh, an unknown you know thing uh, to me and but even after i uh, I became a Christian um, I didn't really come to know uh, the Holy Spirit until I stopped thinking of him as a thing and started thinking of him as a person of the Holy Spirit.
1: Right. Yeah. It's really interesting because I know that's something that I had heard a lot. You know, the Holy Spirit was referred to as it
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah.
1: or, you know, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost or uh, but but not as a person yeah, unto himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can you can never be <laughs> in a true relationship with an it, right? Something that's that's non, um, you know, understandable or, or non, you know, uh, relational. Um, right. You just that you just can't. I mean, you may think that you can, but there's no real relationship there. Um, it's until you understand that the Holy Spirit is you know a personification of. God, an aspect of God, uh, just like Jesus is an aspect of God. Uh, you'll never have true relationship. And that's where the kind of the, the stumbling block I think happens for a lot of people is that, you know, we see, you know, Jesus, you know, uh, and we hear about Jesus and we know all the history and and everything that, you know, is what Jesus did and and where he went and did all these things. Um, but we don't, see the Holy Spirit right um, and so that that can really be a stumbling block to people but you know even though what we see on you know in the movies or TV or like that is just you know is is our representation of you know what Jesus looked like like or, or uh, you know how he acted you know but um, it's it's that's hard to to do that with the Holy Spirit you know.
1: yeah but it's really funny though that if you you um, if you say Jesus, you know to to like if I if I say something about Jesus to you, do you get a picture in your head?
0: Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what about God? Uh, well, no, probably not. I mean, uh, you don't
1: you don't get the man in a long white robe with long flowy white hair uh, laying and beard, way on, and, laying on a cloud. And, well, I don't you know. know, but I mean, but really, it's like we have yeah. you know, it's like there's this visual that I think you know a lot of us. Um, it kind of immediately pops into our head when we, when we yeah. think of because of what we've seen, yeah, yeah. our whole life right. and and with the Holy Spirit there isn't you know there, 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 it's not yeah. there's not um, and I think one of the things for me that I've really worked on just changing over the last um, years is when I am praying not not praying to the Holy Spirit but praying Holy Spirit like this is a person that you know. And yeah. Holy Spirit is his title,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but you know, just kind of even in the church, there's this the Holy Spirit, like the, and it kind of takes right. you back to that it thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just a little interesting um, <laughs> thought. I mean, there's just a lot of thoughts, you know. I think that people have because it's, it feels vague or mystical or weird yeah. or any of those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and we're gonna get into some scripture. Uh, Today, um, but then you know, trust us, we're gonna we're gonna bring this all back to, and, and tell you how this all ties into um, the practice of hospitality.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so when we see, because we're gonna be getting into Acts, which is in the New Testament of the Bible, um, but when you see the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament of the Bible, He's kind of more um, in the background, if you will. Um, And Joel the prophet um, points to a coming time when the Holy Spirit will be poured out, and that's what we see in the New Testament. We see that time where the Holy Spirit is poured out in Acts on people, and it looks really different than it did in the Old Testament.
0: I wouldn't necessarily say that the Holy Spirit was in the background in the Old Testament. In fact, in Genesis, you know, it talks about in the very beginning that the Spirit of the Lord was over the surface of the deep as he was forming the earth and and, and making creation, right? And so, and then, and all throughout uh, the 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 Old Testament, uh, the Spirit of the Lord was poured out on on people uh, kind of, you know, as God chose them, right? But it's, it's as we'll see, it's since... The sacrifice of Jesus, it is it's different now, right?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that um, you know, background was a, the word that I used, just because it, it it changes in the New Testament, and so I think maybe a parallel would be in the Old Testament. If um, if the Israelites sinned, then they had to take a sacrifice to the priest, and then the priest would go into the holy place and offer that sacrifice so that the sin could be forgiven. And then once a year, the um, you know the head priest would go into the Holy of Holies to present a sacrifice for um, the sins of the people. And the priest was the only one that could come face to face with the Spirit of the Lord mm-hmm in the holy of holies. And so in the Old Testament, it's like God, um, allowed the holies or I don't even know if loud's the right word, but, um, but in the Old Testament, you see God release, that's a better word, release the Holy Spirit onto specific people like the priest or like David or, um, any any
0: other
1: ones oh well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, we'll do yeah I mean, there's so all lo- of the prophets
0: yeah there was i mean there's lots of lots of instances where you know it says and you know and the and the spirit of the lord was upon him and he and he you know he did mighty acts or um, the spirit of the lord was upon them and they prophesied uh, in the name of the lord and things like that so there's there's lots of uh, things like that throughout the, the old testament um, but it was you know it was it was as god chose in, you know, in the moment. Um, very specific. Very specific. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. But
1: then in the New Testament, when Jesus became the sacrifice and um, all of our sins can be forgiven just by accepting Jesus as our Savior, in, in that um, time frame in Acts, after Jesus had gone up to be with the Lord and the Holy Spirit was released on the people, it was released for all people, for any person that comes to Jesus and accepts them as their Lord, the Holy Spirit is available to them. So it was, you know, just a shift in um, the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament.
0: Yeah, so we're going to, what we're going to do now is we're going to read the prophecy in Joel uh, to you. And then we're going to read the fulfillment of that prophecy in acts, um, and tie everything all together.
1: Okay. So in, um, Joel chapter 28, it says the day of the Lord says, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will, will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls."
0: Yeah, so in, in Acts chapter 2, um, Jesus had um, been appearing to, to the disciples and many other people over a period of many days. And at, at one time, he, he was, they were all meeting in an upper room, and he appeared to them. And he said, do not del- leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit is poured out upon you, right? So he commanded them to wait for the helper. He said, I'm going away and I'm going to send the helper to you. And, um, and he did, right? So the Holy, they were in the upper room. The Holy Spirit was poured out on them. And, uh, this is what it says in Acts chapter two, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. But then here's where it kind of gets interesting, right? So they, so after that, they they were they went outside into the square, right? And and uh, they they were they were prophesying and 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 speaking out loud in the square. And verse five it says, "Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound." a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard their own language being spoken. It wasn't just the believers in the house, but the Jews in Jerusalem from all over the world heard the Holy Spirit and formed a crowd where the believers were. This was a very supernatural event happening.
1: So we titled this episode, The Holy Spirit Draws a Crowd. And so, you know, in what you just read, that's exactly what we see Mm -hmm. that happen when um, there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the people, and if we allow the Holy Spirit to work or to speak through us, He draws people to us.
0: Yeah, and 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 I don't know what your background is. Um, this all may be you know first time you've ever been he- heard about any of this, right? But the Apostle Paul in First Thessalonians chapter five actually commands us to not stifle the Holy Spirit. Um, he says uh, do not stifle the Holy Spirit do not scoff at prophecies but test everything that is said. hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil and you know you you may have been uh, and like like me and probably like like you Neva as well have been uh, to churches where it, it it seemed a little crazy like there was a lot of stuff going on and it didn't seem you know, normal, <laughs> right? And Well, sure, if
1: you go to an Episcopalian, or you go to a Baptist church, and then you go to an Assembly of God's church, or, you know, some other sort of a Pentecostal church, they don't look like each other.
0: Yeah, no, no, not at all. And, um, and, you know, and there can be, obviously, there can be extremes on, on, on both sides of, of the aisle in that. Um, but the Holy Spirit is is, never extreme. And the Holy Spirit is never weird. And the Holy Spirit never contradicts the Word of God, right? Um, literally the entire Bible is written through the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, if you, you know, if you find yourself, you know, in a situation where, you know, it's a little nuts and you're feeling a little, you know, uncomfortable, what what uh, Paul is saying is here is that Don't stifle. I mean, don't, don't like, you know, put your hands up and say, whoa, he says to test everything against the word of God. Okay. So if if you're in a church and there's stuff going on, does it line up with the word of God? Right. Um, So don't, don't scoff at, at prophecies uh, because God's God has spoken through prophecies since the beginning. Right? And so just, but everything must be tested against the Word of God. Prophecy, true biblical prophecy, will never contradict the Word of God. All that to say, the truth and the power of the Holy Spirit draws people in. When people see and hear what God is doing, they can't help but want to see and know more. So, Neva. <laughs> How does all of what we've just been talking about tie into the practice of hospitality?
1: Well I think we can just take it right back to the title, which is the Holy Spirit brought a crowd and you know when we read this passage of scripture a couple we can see a couple of things. So as the disciples were in the room and the Holy Spirit came upon them, the Bible says that that really all of Jerusalem, heard a noise and people came out to find out what was happening because the Holy Spirit's presence was there. And so in relationship to hospitality, if we have the Holy Spirit and if we're willing to step out and invite people to our table, the Holy Spirit has already gone before us. Just like in Acts, the Holy Spirit went first and and then the people came, and so that same principle is um, available to us in our life now, if we desire to have it. And so I think that is how we can really just bring it back around to how it applies to hospitality.
0: Yeah, and and for us, um, you know, anytime we invite people to our table and in preparation for them coming over, um, first and foremost, we we pray and we invite the Holy Spirit uh, to come in and to be present in the atmosphere and so that the atmosphere is is pleasing and honoring to God um, and that uh, He enables us to truly serve and love on um, all who come to our table. And again, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be preachy or religious or anything like that. All we're trying to do is share with you where our heart for hospitality comes and what enables us to do all that we do, uh, in, in the practice of hospitality and loving on others. And that all comes through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us.
1: Okay. Well, that was, um, that was a lot today on the Grace Together podcast. We hope that maybe we um, helped you think a little bit differently maybe than you have in the past about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, this would be a great opportunity if you haven't ever read the book of Acts to just go start Acts chapter one and see exactly what we're talking about Um and just read the entire book. There's so much great information. We're going to continue to share over the coming weeks, but we would encourage you to do that. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Grace to Gather podcast. We look forward to seeing you next week. Please like and share us on social media. And please, if you would like to give us a review, that would help us so much. Thank you. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.